Ring-a-ding-ding-ding. Ring-ring-ring. Telephone, telephone. Hello, you've reached the office of Denny Taylor LPC. This call is confidential. How can I help you today? Oh, so I shouldn't record this and put it into the world in maybe a podcast format, for example. Good to know, Dr. Denny. By the way... Definitely not. That would be a HIPAA violation. <laughs> well, Thanks for asking. All right, it'll just be our little secret then. This is Greg, by the way. Hey, I'm calling again. Hey. <laughs> You're, uh... I remember you from last week. You're that poor bastard that can't afford therapy. How's your mental health? Uh, <laughs> Questionable. Oh. Your methods... Don't you wish you had money? <laughs> I do. I uh, I opened my wallet again today just to see if anything changed, and a little moth flew out like it was a cartoon. So I still wow. can't afford therapy. I appreciate your method, though. Although mm -hmm. Captain Fantastic maybe didn't therapize me as well as we would have hoped. Do you have any better suggestions for what I can watch this week? Yeah, I've heard of some of my patients having an adverse reaction to Captain Fantastic. Honestly, I never really thought that was going to work. Um, <laughs> I was just mad at you for being poor. Um, but I've got the perfect thing for you. I've got the perfect thing. Um, trust me, this time it's totally going to work. I got a can't-fail intervention for you. Evidence-based intervention, Greg. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out my prescription pad, which I can't legally have because I'm not a doctor, oh. and I'm going to prescribe you one dose of Paddington 2. Now, you want to titrate this up a little bit. Start out with a half dose of Paddington 1, mm -hmm. and then after a week of that, um, we're going to add a full dose of Paddington 2, just so your brain can have some time to adjust. Um, yes, this is a psychiatry practice as well. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Goodbye. Click. Wow. Well done. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Denny, how are you feeling, buddy? How are you feeling? I'm all right. Kind of, kind of in a weird mood today. I, I had a really lazy day yesterday. I watched old Royal Rumbles and new Royal Rumbles literally all day after getting a massage. Um, and what a day it was! And what a treat. Uh, yeah, I think now I've got a slight case of the Sunday scaries. We're recording this on Sunday, and it's one of those weekends where I'm like, ah, didn't I, like, just go to work? You know how sometimes mm -hmm. they feel feel like a nice little break? This one's quick. This was, like, this was just one day, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Did I sleep through Saturday? I don't know. I think I would yeah. have remembered how about, that. How about you, man? How you doing? Uh, excuse me, I'm fine. Yesterday was busy as hell for us. It was nice, though. Good kind of busy. Yeah. Uh, we got a new apartment that we're going to be moving to. Yay! Soon. So your boy's going to be moving later this year. More on that later. This doesn't woo concern woo! most people for an audio format. I'm going to sound the same, I think. Uh, <laughs> nah, you'll have that new house audio. That's right. And I will sound tired. Uh, well, we're back. We're here to discuss more movies for when you can't afford therapy, because this is, of course, movies for when. Denny, how are you liking the series so far? Well, you know, I kind of need to make a statement. Um, as as a therapist, I feel personally invested in this series, and I feel personally embarrassed by my pick for the series. Um Guys, I'm going to be honest, Captain Fantastic was not the movie I remembered it being. Um, as I'm watching it with a more mature set of eyes, I thought it was kind of cringe for a lot of it. Um, so, 
I'm currently petitioning for a redemption pick. We'll see. We'll see how the poll goes. But I, I, I feel like uh, I want to petition for this to be a four-parter so I can have a second pick because I really botched it this time. This was uh, not something I'm proud of. So sorry to everyone. It's not quite high fidelity, and honestly, we're talking about it like it's a shit movie. It's really not. It's it's an okay movie, right? Like yeah. I think we agreed on that. But um, I. In my head, it was a real heavy hitter and something that was going to really inspire a lot of really good discussion. And we spent most of the episode talking about how kind of annoying and cringe it was. <laughs> so. We did. I felt like we had some good discussion with it, though. And, um, you know, as a licensed professional, can you officially diagnose cringe? Um, yes. Yes, I can. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Legally speaking, yes. <laughs> I would hate to get that bad news. Um, that's why <laughs> Sir, I... you've been clinically cringe in this session. <laughs> that's my diagnosis. No cap. Um, does anyone under 30 <laughs> listen to this? We'll find out soon when I am labeled cringe, because that's what I am. I actually looked at our metrics um, on Facebook for who sees our post, and uh, the answer to your question is no. <laughs> <laughs> It's all men in their in their thirties. It's it's a bunch of millennial men. If you're outside that demo listening to us right now, we love you. We see you. We value you. We just don't know how to relate to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh hell yeah! All right. Well, we're gonna keep chugging along, and this is a theme that's very important to you. It's the start of season three, so I'm not opposed to um, extending it an episode because hey, we've. Got a poll coming up by the time this comes out. It'll probably be done already, but it sounds like we've got some really great options. So I think we'll let you make a redemption pick next week, depending on how the poll goes. So sweet. more on that at the end. Um, we're still finalizing the list, but you guys will have seen it by the time you hear this. So whatever. Screw it. <sighs> All right. Besides um, wrestling... And Royal Rumbles, Denny. <laughs> Were you able to watch any other movies this week? I was, and, and a few shows. Um, I watched Paddington 1, because I didn't want to go into the franchise blind. Um, I'm not going to share my thoughts on it, because they're basically my same thoughts as Paddington 2. And uh, there would be no point to the episode if I really got into Paddington 1. Um but they're very, very similar movies. Um, they have the exact same score on my Criticer. Um, I, I think they're both really good. I might, I, yeah, yeah. I might ask, like, when we start talking about it, I might ask you to re um, go over the plot of Paddington One just a little bit. I haven't seen sure. it in a while, so I'll just need a refresher. I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, I really tried to watch White Noise. Yeah, um, man. You texted me a little bit about your experience there. Guys, you gotta understand this about me. I don't turn movies off. Like, I, I, I don't. I If I start watching them, I watch them to the end. Because um, I at least... I, I like movies enough that I'm like, well, now at least I'll have an opinion. You know, even if I'm not liking the movie, I'll be like, hey, I really look forward to, like, being able to just chop it up with other people about movies that are out right now. So I'll have thoughts on this. I'll have something to bring to a conversation about it. Um, Vanessa and I got about 40 minutes into it 
before we just fucking bailed. Um, mm. I I was expecting to like that movie more than Greg did because I'm a really big fan of Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, and I think Adam Driver's pretty cool. He's not like one of my guys, but I like him. Um, this was one of the most annoying movies I have ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, annoyed the living shit out of me. Um, it's it's a little over two hours long, and forty minutes into it, I was like, I cannot sit here for another hour and a half of this. I'm gonna lose my mind. Like <laughs> I, I can't handle the way these characters talk. Their dialogue is so fucking obnoxious. It was like Juno without the fucking charm. I got Adam Driver screaming about Hitler for no real reason. Um, and that's about as far as I got. Um, I don't know if I'll ever finish it. It was a very negative viewing experience for me. And uh, I don't know. I don't think there's anything on the other side of that hour and a half that I'm not already getting out of life. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll make it clear that my least favorite part of the movie was about the last hour and a half. So. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Sorry to, uh, <laughs> extinguish any hope you may have had, but that's where I land. Yeah. Pretty much fuck that movie. Um, I, at Greg's recommendation, started watching the Disney Plus series Bluey. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually just watched an episode of it not long before we recorded this. I was telling Vanessa about it when we were thinking of something to watch. Um, and I was like, hey, Greg says this is like kind of a fun cartoon. We, Vanessa and I like to watch a lot of adult animation and uh, classic cartoons from our childhood. That's That's what we throw on in the evening to cool down most of the time. And Vanessa was like, yeah, I know Bluey. It's a kid's show. I was watching it with my brother and sister-in-law, and they're like toddlers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Greg says it's good. And she was like, no, yeah, it's totally good. We can throw it on. Um, we have both been absolutely in love with Bluey. Um, <laughs> we, like, our past two, uh, we went out to breakfast twice over the weekend, and we were just sitting there singing the theme song to each other, like, at the breakfast table. Um it is a I mean, it is a children's show. Don't get me wrong. Like it like it belongs on Nick Jr. right or Playhouse Disney as they, as they used to have when we were kids. Um, it is very sincere. It is very wholesome. It is surprisingly entertaining as an adult. <laughs> like I could just sit there and veg and watch it. Um, and I think most of all, it has this really cool element like the edutainment factor of it right while it's teaching kids lessons about like sharing and good stuff like that while doing it more creatively than just being like sharing is good oh but there's a character who doesn't want to share like they find they find more interesting ways to do it than that i think it's a show that really teaches parents how to play and interact with kids um in a very appropriate way um, it it kind of models what an awesome parent-child relationship would look like. Um, and so I view that as like a really cool thing for mom and dad who are watching this with the kids. You know, it's kind of teaching them, hey, your kids will fucking love it if you engage with them like, like these characters do. Um, Bluey warms my heart, puts me in a good mood, um, and... I'm definitely not binging it because I want to make it last. Um, Greg, do you have any thoughts on Bluey before I continue? Um, not really. 
like the reason I in, I decided to recommend it to you. Um, we went on vacation, and the the lady that does uh, the grooming for our dog, like also mm-hmm. does like uh, he was just wa- she was watching the dog for us, and they have a daughter who's in first grade, and she would like send us pictures of like how the dog was doing. And it was um, our dog and their daughter, like, up on, like, sitting together on the couch. And she was like, they're watching Bluey together. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then we got him, we got home, we got him back. And I was like, oh, maybe he wants to watch his favorite show. And I just put it on because <laughs> I heard it was also fun for adults somewhere. And then I was just like, I can't stop watching this. I want to play Keepy Uppy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keepy Uppy is great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's all I have on it. Everything you said, cool. I'll echo that. Um, my wife, listening to this now, has been rolling her eyes for five minutes straight, or however long we've been talking about it. She's just <laughs> she hates Bluey. She doesn't hate Bluey. She's just like, why are you watching this? This is a kids show. <laughs> and I'm like, I think Leah's, baby, it's Leah's the dog's favorite. <laughs> She's a little too hood for Bluey. <sighs> I think so. Well, maybe we can soften that heart a little. <laughs> Um, the last thing I watched, and this will be brief, um, I started Andor on Disney+, Plus, nice. and I would love to give my thoughts on it, but uh, this podcast has one rule, and one rule only. We do not do no, Star Wars on oh. this podcast. We do. <laughs> what? What were you going to say? Nothing. Nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't do Star Wars, so uh, all you out there in podcast land, just know that I'm watching Andor, but... I would have to be engaging in blasphemic sacrilege of movies for when to tell you what I think about it. Okay. I'll get around to watching it eventually, and we can discuss off the air, of course. There we go. <sighs> Finally, something we can text each other about before we record. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly none of that happening at all. Um so I've watched two things. One of them I did text you about, and the other I've been dying to text you about. Yeah. The first thing I watched was Dying of the Light. Ooh, which did is you rage against it? Rage against the machine of uh, Dying of the Light. <laughs> yes, I did. And it was very bad. You said rage, and I thought you knew. It was a Cage movie. It's a Nicolas Cage film. Oh, no, I didn't. Written and directed by Paul Schrader who is one of the <laughs> one of the greatest screenwriters of a generation. He wrote Taxi Driver, a ton of other Scorsese pictures. We we talked I'm remembering, I'm remembering. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. And he's yes. he's directed some very good movies like recently. Like he's great and then this was such a dud, man. <laughs> like <laughs> it's um I don't know. It just it's like a neutered version of a born identity movie. Like it's just there's just no substance to it. I don't know. There's no edge. And I think the main problem is like Nicolas Cage is a longtime uh CAA agent and he's convinced that the man that tortured him uh 20 years ago tortured him for information. He's convinced that he's still alive and still operating somewhere. And that's kind of a cool aura of mystery of like, oh, is he dead? Is he still alive? But we keep getting shown the bad guy alive. So it's not like... (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the classic, like, 45 minutes of, could Freddy Krueger be back? Motherfucker, Freddy Krueger's on the poster. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, we, we know he's back. Stop doing this. <laughs> but it's like somebody looking at Freddy Krueger and, like, having the dreams and being like, not, I'm not convinced it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I dream a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been something I ate. Yeah, um, That's so, there's always the one believer who has to like convince the cops that like the villain's back. What if it was someone who had all these obvious signs but wasn't convinced themselves? That would be such a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just never came around. They just don't do anything about it. Freddy's plan never launches because they're just like ah. I keep having these weird Freddy Krueger dreams. Uh, it's probably nothing. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. As you were saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was a good is a perfect tangent. Um Hey, Team Yellow Mug. This is for just us. The audience can't see it. We've both got yellow oh, mugs dude. we're drinking coffee out of. Ah, serious coordination. Yes. With an Alamo Draft House logo. I remember when you the got Pulp that. Fiction movie party. Yours has the letter B, which was a meme a while ago. Is that what the mug's paying tribute to? No, it's uh, Boston Bruins. It's a hockey. Ah. It is a hockey. Mm. What are you brewing in that cup, Greg? Some serious gourmet shit. Same here. Delicious. By that I mean coconut coffee from Target, pre-ground. Ah. It's sitting in my fridge for like five days because I made too much. Atta boy. <laughs> <laughs> just forgot about it till now <laughs> zap it and get back to it um but yeah anton yelchin's in there um he's good in it but yeah i gave the movie a pretty low rating it, it felt like one of those straight to dvd nick cage action movies that we do uh cage matches over but it's like from like a very talented filmmaker and writer so it mm -hmm. was it was it was a tough sit um so that's the one i did text you about the one I did not text you about, but I've been dying to talk about with you because I liked it so much. <clears throat> Finally catching up on 2022 movies, I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yes! <laughs> Give me your thoughts. It was an unexpected delight. I gotta yeah, say, like, right? you told me how, like, why you liked it and why you thought I would like it, and I was still surprised about how much I liked it and <laughs> finding so much humor in it. it. It was so fucking funny. I really liked yeah, it. It's hilarious for real. Like I, I, I don't even think you need to be that big of a weird Al fan to see the humor. Cause you just know that he's a parody artist and it's roasting all the musical biopics that have been coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like a genre we're sick to death of for sure. But you know, they're not all parodies. Like, Beat It was an original song that was not, did not come from a song that existed. Michael Jackson parodied him. Now we know that yes. thanks to this uh, this movie, a little behind the scenes. I I'm saw glad like they finally set the record straight on that one. I know they made it very clear, but yeah, there's fun little references where they would like reference one of their songs, and Weird Al would just look at the person like mentioning it, like what. <laughs> <laughs> Teeing him up to be like, oh, that's going to be a song. And he just goes, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, the the humor, I wasn't sure how far they would lean into the 
that brand of humor. Mm-hmm. But when they go to the when Weird Al's in high school and they go to the party and he's like, "You guys didn't tell me this was a polka party." That's <laughs> that's when I fully bought in. I knew that it was the right movie for me, and I yes. <laughs> I had seen some people like complaining like oh, when they announced Daniel Radcliffe was going to be playing Weird Al. That's. That should have tipped more people off as to what kind of movie it was going to be. Yes. Those people have not seen Swiss Army Man or Miracle Workers. If they ever had any doubt that that was a great casting choice, there's no way they've seen those two projects. I think they were wanting, like, a a real music biopic. Like, a real (laughs) true-to-life, like, heartfelt story. they're not Weird Al fans. He's never done anything serious, ever, publicly. (laughs) Oh, it was great. Yeah, there, there was there's so much to love about it. Even a Pink Flamingos reference. Yes. Unfortunately. Sad to, sad to say. Divine was there. Have you seen uh have you seen UHF? No, I know what it is though. Yeah, it's uh for those who don't, it's another Weird Al cinematic project also starring Michael Richards of Seinfeld fame before he was Michael Richards of Seinfeld fame. Um it's a classic. It's really fun. Uh, it's basically the same humor as Weird. So, like, as someone who's a fan of that movie, this re and also as someone who grew up watching spoof movies like Hot Shots and Mafia, and then uh, 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 well, the first couple scary movies were a good time, <laughs> and they killed the spoof <laughs> genre. Um, this just it, Weird felt like such a comforting uh letter from my childhood reminding me of a kind of movie that used to exist that doesn't really exist anymore yeah exactly it was a little bit more towards the like walk hard side than like full scary movie or disaster movie like those got out of hand and bad and they were just yeah references that's the whole joke is um someone pretends to be bella from twilight and says like oh i'm bella and that's that's the joke (laughs) we need to tell them that there's a structure to jokes it's like a very short play there's usually a setup and a punchline it's not just i'm britney spears i'm shaving my head (laughs) easy there denny don't want people falling out of their seats laughing um (laughs) Yeah. All right, so that that's weird. That's the Al Yankovic story. And those are the only things I really watched other than, like, little reality shows and cooking yeah. competition shows on Netflix and that kind of thing. So, A little bit of a slower week for both of us, you know? I'd uh, say so. All right, it's happened sometimes. I've been playing uh, Pokemon Violet and Ocarina of Time, so that's taken... Ever since I bought Ooh. the Switch, my movie time has decreased quite a bit. Where are you playing Ocarina of Time? On your N64? On the Switch, actually. There's a N64 online thing. You can yeah, to. yeah. Yeah. I don't have that yet, but yeah. that's pretty cool. This is my first playthrough. I've never played either that one or Majora's Mask, sad to say. So when I was a kid, I had Majora's Mask and not Ocarina of Time, and I could not figure out what the fuck was going on in that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> after I after I tackle uh, after I tackle uh, Ocarina, I'll see if now that I'm uh, 
a little less stupid than when I was 10. Not much, but a little. Um, I'll see if I can finally understand Majora's Mask. But of all the games that I like owned instead of rented growing up, I probably played Majora's Mask the least just because I was like, what the fuck are you even supposed to do in this thing? I, I had friends that had it, but man, I, it was just... It's such that, like, those two games are, like, such a staple of that time period, which we, like, such formative years, like, those are the big years of our childhood, but those were maybe a little, we're, I'm also too dumb, I guess, to really get that game, and especially in a time before, like, I'm stuck, I've been stuck for two minutes, let me look up how to do this on my smart cellular phone. Yeah. Um, Needed needed the book. (laughs) I'm bad at puzzles, And, and Ocarina slaps, but... It's definitely a puzzle game. Um, I'm only... I don't know how far into it I am. I'm not even that far, but I've I've had to look up. Because, again, it's not necessarily <laughs> skill-based. It's thinking-based. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... My I just, weakness. I'm running around and nothing's happening. And what am I supposed to press A next to right here? <laughs> you know? Just run up to random stuff, smashing A. Like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Yep. Yep. I know the move. Don't worry. Um, my gaming has been much simpler. I've just been playing God of War Ragnarok, which is really good so far. I really like it. Nice. It was, uh, like, I finally played the first one and then got the second one for Christmas. I was like, playing them back to back has been a really cool uh, experience. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And the, the, I didn't realize it when I played the first one. The kid that plays um, Atreus, so he's like, Kratos's son in God of War is Sonny Solchik, who played the main character from mid '90s. Oh shit! No way. Uh, like I heard his voice in the second one. I was like, "Oh shit, that's him, isn't it?" <laughs> that's cool. I looked it up. I was like, I played through the whole first game without even realizing that. Like, I think that would have been around the time that mid '90s came out that he was performing for that game so i don't know why i didn't connect the dots earlier so that's awesome showing some range good for sunny (sighs) and yeah more on video games later i keep mentioning that we're still watching the last of us still great episode three today can't wait um all right thank you for bearing with us as we discussed all that and now with us is a bear denny It's time to talk about Paddington 2. Yay! It is a 2017 film, sequel to Paddington 1, and you can't really watch it anywhere, folks. Um, I mentioned this last week. I did a YouTube rental for this watch through, and I am pretty upset with that because if you watch, if you purchase or rent movies on YouTube, you can rent them as UHD. But the max you could do on an internet browser on your computer is 480p. Absolute horseshit. Well, I rented it on Apple TV and had no issues. Mm, must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice, actually. Uh, so, yeah, never doing that again. Learn from my res- my mistake, folks. If you watch movies on your computer or anything, stay away from YouTube purchases. You will get upset. Not quite In general, as- don't don't rent stuff on youtube it's just wrong it was a last resort (laughs) we're not meant to do this okay people 
YouTube has flown too close to the sun, and it's uh, uncouth against God. Back in More my like day, that for real estate value. <laughs> back in my day, I just watched movies on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, for free, broken down into fifteen separate ten-minute clips. <laughs> and I wish they were four eighty p. Jesus. <laughs> I watched Band of Brothers. And it looked like it was filmed on a fucking Motorola Razor. And I liked it. <laughs> All right. I miss old YouTube. I miss old YouTube. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and go first. I kind of want you to give a really brief like reminder of what happened in Paddington 1. And then we can get into our relationship with Paddington Dose. Cool. Um, Paddington uh, and his aunt and uncle live in the forest in Peru. A friendly explorer comes and teaches them to talk and teaches them the wonders of marmalade and tells them that if you ever need a place to stay, come to London. Wouldn't you know it, Paddington needs a place to stay. He comes to London and it's not quite what they thought it would be. Um, a kindly family takes him in temporarily. He proceeds to cause havoc in their home. They keep wanting to turn him over to social services. No one's really reacting to this being a talking bear, much like Greg's favorite cinematic bear film, The Country Bears. Um, they all just kind of take it in stride. Um, <clears throat> but um, Paddington eventually proves his worth to everyone and endears himself to the hearts of everyone. But not before finding the daughter of that fine of that fine explorer, Nicole Kidman, and she just wants to Cruella Deville his ass to death and skin him or something. She wants to taxidermy him because um, mm. she collects taxidermied animals like a normal person. Clearly, a well-adjusted individual. Um, and then uh, Paddington whoops that ass and finds family is essentially nice. <laughs> the family loves him now and he's gonna live with them good and yeah then, very nice do you want to do paddington too yeah i'll i'll discuss paddington too so paddington has found a home he's got a home he's got a family isn't that nice folks he's making marmalade sandwiches for all the fam they're all trying to grow and adjust. The kids are kind of growing up a little bit. They're trying to uh, be cool at school. But Paddington is still just a bear. And you know what? It's his Aunt Lucy's birthday coming up. She always wanted to see London, so he goes to the store and finds a pop-up book showing all of the landmarks in London. And he wants to buy it. But it is an antique. It is a very valuable book. He needs to save $1,000 or so. Um, pounds uh, sterling and he has to get a job in order to afford the gift that he wants to get his aunt and he starts working and hijinks ensue but someone else is after the book as well a young man named Hugh Grant I can't remember the name of the character but it's Hugh Grant and he's awesome uh, yes. he, is, he is an actor and the book he believes holds a secret to a treasure that was um fabled to be hidden by a trapeze artist that uh, his grandfather was jealous of in the traveling circus or something there's a lot going on here um <laughs> <laughs> hugh grant steals the book paddington tries to catch him and the police think paddington did it paddington is tried in a court of law and is found guilty of grand theft and 
grievous barberly harm when he accidentally shaves the judge's hair in one of his job stints. I'm getting sidetracked everywhere. <laughs> Paddington goes to jail, makes friends with Brendan Gleeson and other prisoners, endears himself. He just can't stop bringing charm and goodness in people wherever he goes. They escape prison. We catch Hugh Grant. We try to keep him from getting the treasure, save the book, get it for Aunt Lucy, and ooh, does he save the day? Does Paddington save the treasure, save the book? Is Aunt Lucy's birthday a hit or what? Watch it and find out, but it's a kid's movie, so yes. Thumbs up, all done. That's Paddington 1 and 2. That's the series, folks. So relationships with the movie um <clears throat> i had i never really gave the paddington series much thought because i'm not a little british boy and i didn't grow up on paddington books um and they were kids movies that came out when i was in my late 20s so i never bothered seeing them um until at our live show last year uh, <laughs> in the unbearable weight of massive talent there was a really good bit with pedro pascal and nicholas cage about paddington 2 and uh, in our post-screening discussion, friend of the show, Ariel Stewart, gave quite the convincing pitch for why this is an emotionally significant movie, and I've wanted to see it ever since, and now I've seen it. Greg, what's your relationship with Paddington 2? Uh, basically the same as yours, but you just got around to watching them now. I watched them maybe like a few weeks after the live show. I was like... Oh, wow. I was like, you know what? It is time to watch these. Like, I've only ever heard good things about them. So uh, we watched the first one, really enjoyed it. And then maybe like a week or so later, like, you know what? Sequel's right there, too. So we went ahead and watched that. I guess that was yeah, less than a year ago. I'm trying to remember when the live show was. But yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't grow April up. last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't grow up on the books either. But yeah. So where do we begin? Uh, where indeed? Um, I, I've got a note. Hit me. Paddington rubbing his ass on windows had better not awaken anything. Did you think he was kind of sexing it up when he was doing that? I thought he was leaning into the booty work. Oh my god. Um, you know what? Maybe it wasn't as innocent as it seemed. <laughs> <laughs> I... Well, you know, it's it's like they rub against trees like that, you know? Maybe he just also had an itch. Who knows? I, I, I think I had my mind in the gutter because I texted uh, friends of the show, Troy and Ariel Stewart, that I was watching Paddington 2, and I couldn't wait to find out if he was a good bear. If you want to get the reference, listen to our live show. Um, and Troy said, you already know he's a good bear, except, <laughs> in, the sec except in the sex scene. Then he's a bad bear. <laughs> So I had uh, I had uh, sensual Paddington on my mind already. It was implanted there by friend of the show Troy Stewart. <laughs> Sounds like something's been awakened to me. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. I think we're a little late. That train has left the station, Paddington Station. Yes, you know, that's how he got his name. Um, every once in a while, the British can figure out how to not be completely annoying, and I really appreciate it. Um. This is one of those times where the British actually come off as charming. So that's nice. Yes. Rare. Rare. <laughs> These are jokes. Vanessa, Vanessa will get up at like 
8 a.m. and throw on like Bridgerton and I'm like how can you do these British accents this early in the morning like this is like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard to me listening to these characters talk yeah like what's the opposite of coffee like what's the... <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that makes you think it was a bad idea to get up at all instead of helping you start the day yeah exactly <laughs> British people on your TV. Yeah, I just want this to start off on a sour note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate all the British, you know? So, sure. uh, <laughs> uh, British Lindsay Lohan from Parent Trap was all right. I don't hate all the British. Oh my gosh. Um, so, uh mr brown the the dad character in this movie uh the running arc for him is that he is in a midlife crisis uh greg i was a little worried because i thought i was going through a spiritual awakening but i have experienced every symptom of mr brown's midlife crisis in the last year and i just turned 33 so i'm a little worried about my spiritual awakening i think i might uh have just gone through a midlife crisis early buddy Fuck. uh oh <laughs> did you realize this while you were watching yeah and then i was like what am i gonna do with this sports car <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh i haven't seen your driveway in a while i'm a little worried now it doesn't have a sports car in it that was a bit <laughs> yeah no shit i know you can have a fucking sports car <laughs> i knew you were too much of a coward if I was uh, actually the therapist I play in our intros, I'd have a sports car. <laughs> That's right. You would charge so much per session. Um, yeah, I. it doesn't seem as much like a midlife crisis to me as much as like he's just trying to figure out how to fit in a little bit. I, yeah, it is totally a midlife crisis. What am I talking about? Yeah. But it's it's not the typical ones you normally see in movies. It's it's definitely feels a lot less pathetic. It really seems like he wants to kind of get close to his family and all that so not the worst i hope i can have that endearing of a midlife crisis one day my current one not endearing at all it was sloppy it he's was a, real sloppy he's open to some <laughs> your second midlife crisis when you hit 43 um this yeah. this was a quarter life crisis and i'm standing by it <laughs> just That's kidding right. how many men my size do you know over the age of 66 my life is half half over. This was a midlife crisis. I don't know very many people over the age of 66. Thank you for asking. Uh, they keep voting, but I never see them. <laughs> hmm. Suspicious. I did like he was trying to be open to several different things. Like, he tries on the, the face mask. He's like, mm -hmm. maybe I can wear this blue face mask and try to look younger. And then he's wearing a blue face mask and says, clues? And I was like, ah... <laughs> Hey, I like it. I, that went over my head. That was a Blue's Clues reference, wasn't it? Maybe not intentional, but I took it. I sure took it that way. Um, and Blue Blue walked so Bluey could run. Oh, that's right. <laughs> got to bring it back to Bluey. <laughs> I just we got to respect our our Blue cartoon show dogs. Bingo! All right. <laughs> In America, we just say bingo. <laughs> <laughs> in australia we just say bluey <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's good um what did you think of hugh grant and i kind of want to compare him to nicole kidman 
Yeah. I think I enjoy this movie a little bit more because the main villain feels less villainous this time around. It makes it a little more fun. He's more comedy. I, I did think Nicole Kidman's character tonally didn't quite fit with Paddington 1, and I think Hugh Grant was was more of a blend. Um, I honestly think both villains are weird because they introduce these like really high, contrived, over-the-top stakes into what's a pretty grounded family movie, and all of a sudden <laughs> there's like heist going on, you know? <laughs> um Frankly, I thought both performances were oh a God. delight. Go ahead. Uh, I just realized this is um, the English version of National Treasure. <laughs> Sorry to derail. It absolutely is. Um, and the British, as we all know, don't have maps. They have pop-up books to help them navigate around town. Um, <laughs> but uh, both... <laughs> You know, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, very A-list. Um, definitely neither of them needed to do these movies, and it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like they were cashing checks. Um, nope. It felt like both of them really wanted to be there and were having a lot of fun with it and putting their all into the performances. So um, that that alone makes it worth all the like weird baggage that those characters bring with them into the universe of Paddington. Um so I, I I loved Hugh Grant. I thought he was charming and endearing. And honestly, I thought the same about Nicole Kidman, even though she was very obviously derivative of Cruella DeVille. Um, that was that was kind of my only uh, knock at it. Yeah, I think any issue I have with her not, have nothing has nothing to do with her. It's pretty much just like she's written a little too, maybe a little too evil, evil, a little too Cruella-y, like you were saying. Hugh Grant is just kind of a dumb actor guy, and it's really charming. Yeah. He's got, like, you know, evil motives, kind of. But he's his entire uh, character is just fun and dumb, and it's great. So, Yeah. there. It's kind of weird because, like, I think Paddington and his family, despite being an arc about a talking bear, comes across as very grounded. And these villains are absolute cartoon characters. <laughs> like, it, they, they're a real departure from the feel of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I buy that for a dollar. Uh, I don't know. It's just cool. I, I, I was having trouble remembering the first one, so... Yeah, you, you mentioned Nicole Kidman, and it all came kind of rushing back of just, like, how she was. But yeah, it, it really felt like she... Neither of them were cashing check, especially Hugh Grant. Seemed like he was absolutely all about this project. So oh, probably saw the first in. one and was like, "Oh, please pick me, pick me, pick me." Yeah. Um, yeah. Nicole Kidman's Australian. I wonder if she watches Bluey. Oh, dude, she probably watches it every morning while she's having yogurt. <laughs> uh, do you think Nicole Kidman has yogurt for breakfast and watches Bluey? I think she eats like. 20 caviar <laughs> caviar and like some kind of seed it's all flax for in, nicole in a small bowl and she eats it with tweezers so she can <laughs> pace herself not get her hands dirty <laughs> <laughs> she's lost she's that all that baz lerman money on her tweezers <laughs> 
she's lost that uh, Australian rough and tumble edge, and now she's a uh, tweezering flax seeds, <laughs> watching Bluey. We thought, we thought you were Bogan, Nicole. We thought you were Bogan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. A, a word. Like, a word I forgot Canadian. existed. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't uh been down under enough i guess um uh, i just you like sit there in your ivory tower with your gold-plated tweezers <laughs> the hollywood elites <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so this is what stands out to both movies for me or stands out about both movies for me um there is so much inspiration in the cinematography and set design yeah for for this family comedy based on an old beloved ip um you don't see disney doing this for winnie the pooh um this movie has because a fucking... b- because i don't see that movie <laughs> that's why right <laughs> oh christopher robin that's what it was yeah uh, oh, um I got a refund for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so should have everyone else. That was a bad there were sentence. Children running up and down the aisles screaming, and I just told the Ticketmaster guy, Ticketmaster. <laughs> were you also t- on the Polar Express? <laughs> the Ticketmaster, the person who worked in the box office. <laughs> Ticketmaster. I told her there were a bunch of screaming kids and I wanted my money back and they just gave it to me. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like it was awesome. Oh dude, um, we got to like you just got to do that for every movie from now on. Hey, yeah. kids were screaming all throughout the new Ari Aster pick Bo is coming or whatever. <laughs> Bo is afraid. Yeah, there are a bunch <laughs> of uh, screaming toddlers in <laughs> Infinity Pool. Can I have my money back? <laughs> beats me man shitty parents you could tell they brought them to infinity pool then they couldn't control them (laughs) (laughs) my kids were sitting quietly through i'm sorry but those kids just got so excited for david cronenberg's work (laughs) i thought it was the other cronenberg anyways no it's oh wait no uh brandon brandon cronenberg sorry yeah this wasn't uh, brandon's Brandon's the son, David's the daddy. That's a mnemonic device that helps you. That's, Brandon's that's you the boy, Brandon's David's the boy, the daddy. David's daddy. So you yeah. got daddy crone and boy crone. Yes. Yes. That's how I keep them straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking so anyway, about this, something. <laughs> this movie Inspired has a, cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. It has a prison designed by fucking Wes Anderson in it. Like, um, did you catch that? Like, the, the cinematography is very, very Wes Anderson. Which, uh, production design in general, would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And there was a specific scene that reminded me of that where the, like, they're starting their escape, basically. Mm-hmm. And the warden is signing off for the night. He kind of, first of all, reads the entire prison a bedtime story. That's fun. And yeah. then turns off the microphone says like ah another day done and he goes downstairs and then we move over in his office to like a scale model of the prison and like the front of it like opens up like it's uh like a diorama where you can like open up and see inside of the prison but that's like our way of viewing the prison it's like a cutaway and then we see like the actors and the bear inside of there starting their escape 
I thought that was mm-hmm. an ex- that was probably like my favorite filmmaking wise. That was my favorite part of the movie was that like oh, cutaway yeah. prison, and then we're just like we can see as if it was there weren't any walls from the camera's uh, perspective, and oh, it was so cool. I thought it was a really really inspired move. Dude, if if all IP based projects had this level of care put into them, cinema wouldn't be a completely empty, meaningless hellscape right now. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like someone someone was actually trying to make a fucking movie and get an artistic vision across, right? Like you mm-hmm. can tell, you can tell, like in all aspects of the production, it wasn't just a quick cash it in people cared about what they were doing man it was very very well directed and even more points to it because it didn't have to be and we all know it didn't have to be and that's what makes it so special right like that's what Mm -hmm. really makes this stand out um it reminded me of like a lot of classic uh 80s and 90s family movies you know much like we were saying weird what weird the al yankovic story was Mm -hmm a reminder of of an old type of movie that doesn't really get made uh in modern times and i would say paddington is as well you know like i think of stuff like home alone you know like older family family oriented classics mm-hmm. and i'm like this is up there with those movies and yeah. most family stuff right now i wouldn't even call family it's their kids movies they're not for the whole family to enjoy um therefore mom and dad to get drugged to this with their fucking kid to watch secret life of pets while they like oh my god the dog farted oh comedy written by adam sandler um but uh i was about to say something about shrek but please continue (laughs) (laughs) but a, a true family movie to me is like could a child a teenager and an adult all three enjoy the movie Maybe for different reasons, right? Like, maybe there's a little Mm -hmm. something different for each of them, but could they all have a good time? And for both Paddington movies, the answer is yes, absolutely yes. Would you agree with me on that? No, absolutely. And we've covered family movies specifically on this show before, and we've differentiated what kids' movies are, and I think this is probably the best example. It, It was 27... It's a 2017 movie, so it's not, like, brand new right now but it is still like the most recent example that i can think of of being like a really solid family movie and like denny and i don't have kids i have a niece and a few nephews but they live pretty far away so i don't i don't really like watch a lot of um kids movies it's very rare for me to like go out of my way to watch um movies that are intended more intended to be for they're more geared geared towards children basically um so even getting out to see this one or making the time to see this one was a is is just a credit to its quality like Mm -hmm. i'm not watching a lot of i really don't watch any kids straight kids movies and i certainly barely any family movies but this is one that i'm i'm happy to have watched for a second time so yeah and it's like we were saying with hugh grant not and nicole kidman like no one's really showing up just for a paycheck it feels like um no way yeah definitely not and that that's not just the actors either i think that's from top to bottom it seems like everybody really cares about 
um, the project. So, yeah, and it, it shows movie, it had heart. It had a lot of heart. And I think that's why people love it. And, you know, surprisingly enough, the the stakes that they were willing to introduce, like I, I was watching the movie and I was like, God, I can't believe they're making me look at Paddington in handcuffs. Wow, mm-hmm. I can't believe Paddington is in prison. And that's most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they endangered Paddington's life. They're making us worry that Paddington is going to drown. Like they like Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe they put his life on the line after they took him to jail for most of the movie. Um <laughs> that that allows a lot more feeling cuz there were mo- there was a brief moment where I was like is that why there's not a Paddington 3? Does Paddington fucking die right here? Like, <laughs> the I legit thought it might happen. Yeah, valid concern. It, it reminded me of Toy Story 3, where it's just like, we're yes. kind of coming to grips with death a little bit too intensely right now. Like, I'm not super comfortable <laughs> about this. Um, though, luckily, there was a Gleason X Machina, so. Yes, that was awesome, too, when the Calvary showed up. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, with the prison, they did kind of soften the blow by having, you know, oops, all of the clothes are now pink. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> and then all the prisoners became nice, and it was a great time. Marmalade yeah, really is... the prison sequence was a blast. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, I was a little upset that Paddington was tried as an adult and not as an Ursa Minor. <laughs> nice nice that's nice a, that's a good joke folks that's a good joke um but yeah it's you can't really have him he's already friends with the whole neighborhood basically so we gotta put him in a new environment where it would be even tougher for him to win people over so why not put him in a prison with a very uh diverse group of characters um just show like a wild array of like different kinds of uh perceived guys that are perceived as bad guys and that kind of thing so winning them over with a kind heart i i loved watching it so you know i was going somewhere and i forgot oh yeah he he makes paddington makes genuine friendships wherever they go and it doesn't ever feel like it's anybody's being exploited like all his neighbors he like uses the garbage men to get around town or like jumps on that lady's bike and like everyone there's a lot of give and it's all coming from a place of love and people are willing to help each other out and it's just really nice to see and that carries through to the prisoners as well everyone's willing to help out paddington um sometimes a little bit more selfishly but he challenges that selfishness in the end so yeah yay for our guy so how did you feel about the money left on the table that in neither movie was Lady Marmalade used in the soundtrack. <sighs> what a downer. I'm so sorry. Can you man. imagine Paddington rubbing his sexy little ass on those windows while Christina Aguilera was belting? Okay, hold on. <laughs> calm, <laughs> calm down, dude. Calm down. Um <laughs> gets me going you know what i'm saying i thought you would have been a bigger fan of the the end credit song jump in the line 
I knew you would like this movie. Yeah, no, dude, we popped. Vanessa and I popped for jumping the line, except uh, they left out the most fun part of the song. They don't go, okay, I believe you. That's like, that's what that song is, you know? They, they don't do that in the cover. It is a very good part. Yeah, but, you know, the credits are rolling and then you've got, like, multiple reasons to feel good. I knew you guys would be a fan of that decision. So Yeah, no, I always pop for jumping the line, man. I always pop for jumping the line. I always jump in the line for jumping the line. Uh, <laughs> I always jump in the line for pop when I'm thirsty. See? Northerners. Nobody says pop. <laughs> I was going to say British, British people. I got them mixed up with <laughs> Northeast Americans. Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> you fancy it... a fizz? Oh, Jesus. Ugh. In it, bruv. Uh, I don't I'm know. about to fizz in my mouth. <laughs> oh. I spill it, have fizz all over my face. In America, you call it a fizz in the mouth. Just call it a fizz. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I really have much on this. Oh, um, one thing I did. I did want to give a shout out to something I really like. For whatever reason, in kids' movies, well, it happens in kid movies, families, whatever movies for geared more towards kids the kids in this movie do the classic trope of using a tape recorder to record somebody talking and then using the tape recorder on the phone to make somebody else think that they're talking to the person that they recorded oh that was a great bit yeah that's a trope that shows up um fairly often in kids movies it's completely implausible and i love it every time like i think it's yeah. so funny <laughs> like there's no possible way that shit could work but i always get a laugh at it do you think so. it's because we grew up in the in the talk boy generation maybe, maybe so because <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely like a, i didn't have a talk boy but that was a childhood fantasy that you'd be able to like do secret spy shit with your talk boy i'm just a few gadgets away from being a spy <laughs> really. yeah, that's how i felt when i was like seven years old i was like god i'm so close it's valid. spy had a powerful impact on me if i just had some ear inoculars i would <laughs> <laughs> uncover some secrets i was uh i was streets behind on the ear inoculars mm. afford them no kidding <laughs> um one more thing I had on Hugh Grant. He was in those dog food commercials mm -hmm. wearing a big dog costume. I, I God, thought it, it felt it felt like a scrapped episode of Wilfred. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It was just as depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just reminded me of that. Like a show I haven't thought about in ages. But, oh man, that um, rocks. I, I had a Hugh Grant note. Um if this were made in 1995, it would have been the exact same movie, except instead of Hugh Grant, it would have been Tim Curry. Hmm. And that I think we would have felt the same. A Curry role. Yeah, no, and absolutely. he performed it with with all the with all the uh, pizzazz of Mr. Curry. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I didn't think of that. I think that it's a very Curry-like performance and yeah. pulled off very well. So I agree. With was, you I was thinking of it the whole movie. I, I basically could practically see tim curry doing it when he was on screen mm -hmm. oh that's cool i didn't think of that and that just makes the movie a little bit better for me and it makes yeah. me yeah uh, yeah i just want more tim curry i'm sorry we got to do more tim um, curry movies on this show that's what i'm hearing there's not there's not that many is the crazy thing 
Like, he's not, like, a... Well, his voice acting is very prolific. But his on-screen acting, he really just kind of has the hits. You know? Like, he, mm-hmm. he's really... His body of work isn't massive. It's just... What Strong. he does is iconic. Mm-hmm. Iconic, right? Like... Even if the movie's bad, we still yeah. love him in it. Uh, well, yeah, Congo. Like Congo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both thinking of it. <laughs> on the tip of my tongue there we go did we do that for the monkey episode no uh, we, we did not sadly that was another matt lancaster recommendation <laughs> he picked every which way but loose and apparently got me to watch congo that dude yeah. loves some terrible monkey movies let me tell you let me tell you uh, that's one of the many reasons we love him oh hell yeah oh excuse me uh, I think I read somewhere when I was um, doing the notes for this. I think there is going to be a Paddington three. I so think I did. Yeah, go ahead. Now that we've had the inclusion of a slasher franchise and Paddington goes to jail, do you have any pitches for other slasher franchise Paddington movies? I say we get this thing all the way out to fourteen. <laughs> Paddington X. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, well, just we like obviously, got to get Paddington takes Manhattan. Paddington goes to hell. Those are layups. Paddington goes. To... Paddington versus the Secret Life of Pets. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Marmalade Warriors. No, it's Paddington oh. versus Pooh. <laughs> oh shit! Which last bear standing or something? <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking like we could follow the what should be the trajectory for White Lotus and um, Knives Out. We got to get a uh, we got to get this franchise to a ski resort. It's a race. <laughs> <laughs> race to the ideal setting for the third uh, entry. Oh man, there's a title in there somewhere. Uh, Paddington Snow Day. Uh, something about polar bear. He's a polar bear or something. Oh, uh, 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 fuck. Uh, Paddington and Pooh, polar opposites. They're both at the same ski resort. Oh, (laughs) nice. They're at the ski (laughs) They gotta win a ski contest or some shit. (laughs) Um, oh, shoot, I just had something. Oh, yeah, Paddington can go to school, and it's called Paddington 5, Bear Down for Midterms. (laughs) <laughs> and then of course paddington six fat dog for midterms <laughs> uh too fast too paddington yeah. <laughs> it is all about family after all you know paddington and brown i'll tell uh, you one thing they can't stop marmalade <laughs> and the kingsman oh yeah. <laughs> Oh man, what a what a film, Greg! What a film! Uh, what a would picture. you agree that a hard bear stare is greater than a care bear stare? I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do. You um, only pull it out when someone's not being polite, though. So. Yeah. Um, did you notice the or when someone forgets their manners? <laughs> yes, <laughs> so when perfect. someone forgets their manners, that's what it is. 
Um, the sound design when Paddington is drowning was reminiscent of Interstellar, and that's not something I thought I would be saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure they took inspiration. Somewhere out there, the director's like, yes, they got it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Oh, man. Do we have anything else on this lovable British bear? Um, Not really. It might it might be gimmick time. This is uh, kind of a shorter one. We had more to yeah. talk about the Al Yankovic story than we did uh, our feature presentation here. I think that's fair. Well, really, it's it's not some dynamic movie with a bunch of themes to discuss. You know, like it's I have no negatives. It's just a really, really, really well done, uh, heartwarming family comedy with surprisingly good cinematography, set design, and sound design for the genre. Yeah, and you. Um, speaking of themes to discuss, we do have one theme to discuss. It's the theme that we're doing. Oh my it's god! This, yeah, Greg. This is not is this the. A, uh, <laughs> this is not the first time we forgot to discuss why we picked the fucking movie for the theme we have. So, Greg, this was your pick. Why'd you pick the fucking movie? I I, I briefly mentioned it last week, where it's. You know, I still have a hard time really figuring out what this theme actually means and how we need to pick movies for it and that kind of thing. For me, like, if I can't afford therapy, well, I don't go. So <laughs> I, I can. I just don't do it. So, <laughs> But what is what movie can I watch that can really inspire me to be mindful of others, mindful of... Um, others around me the needs of strangers just how to be what movie can i watch to feel like i can be a better person feel inspired to just be mindful of others that kind of thing so yeah. this stuck out to me um it, it was kind of no question once i thought about it dude honestly as someone who didn't pick the movie i would say it works for the theme because if you're feeling bad it's a quick little process that'll help you feel a little bit better. And mm -hmm. what is therapy but that? Yeah. Yeah, like, I watch so many movies that are just like, there's no hope in the world, things are dark, and I'm like, yeah, more of this. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes having the exact opposite is a real nice refresher. You just be like, oh, yeah, things can actually also be good sometimes, and I should just uh, embrace that. Yeah. No, dude, it's a brighter side of life. Paddington, that bear. That, that bear. Dat bear. Dat ass, though. Mm -hmm. I can see Quit. that. You keep tail bringing it up. In the windows. <laughs> well, he was fucking teasing me with it. It's really more him than me. He's mm -hmm. a tease. He's a tease. Enough of the bear bottom. <laughs> Please. I'd like to see his bear bottom. You did. That's the problem. <laughs> D-A-R-E, Greg. No. You want to shame? Yeah. Just kidding. I like him hairy. It'll be his comeuppance. Um. <laughs> From the barber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he goes to get his ass groomed. <laughs> Paddington's going to get waxed, baby. Wax me down, please. I want to feel the pain on the rectum. Oh, it's not Punish an impression me. we need. That... Call me you know Daddington. he like he gets the marmalade all in his ass fur, lets it dry, and just has him rip the clumps out. That's how he does a waxing. So Denny, what's our gimmick of the week this week? 
The gimmick of the week is... I have to derail you just like that train. (laughs) Moment that made you the most uncomfortably horny. We decided on this gimmick because we knew we were going to get horny when we watched Paddington, but we knew it was going to be uncomfortable because neither of us is proud of it. Our gimmick this week is the moment of mindfulness. A moment when you could just enjoy an experience and be there with it. Greg... What was your moment of mindfulness, and why was it how horny you got when you saw Paddington's ass? It's awful presumptuous of you. Mine was a little bit different. I'm, I, I know what yours is now, but mine was uh, the kids we didn't talk about very much. Paddington's new brother and sister. The older kid, he's just trying to be cool and fit in. But my moment of mindfulness, it's good to watch somebody just allowing themselves to be into steam trains. Yeah! If there's anything I learned from Weird Al before his tragic assassination in 1985, (laughs) it's that you can never truly be happy until you are truly yourself. So watching Mm. the kids say, you know what? I'm into trains. I like it. Call me by my regular name. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm here to just be myself. And it makes me happy. Yeah. When he's like, my name is whatever his name is, James. Beats me. There's only like six. And names I over like there. steam trains. It was awesome. <laughs> Real unexpected triumph moment. <laughs> uh, what about you, bud? We already talked about mine, but it was Hugh Grant in the dog costume looking sad. Um, <laughs> just because. <laughs> just because I was just like, I'm fully immersed in this when they played it. Like I was able to just accept the experience without judgment and just be present and that's what mindfulness is yeah yeah i was i was fully immersed in this movie i was bought into this cartoonish world like imagine if london was like a real place like i was really bought into (laughs) the world building that happened here yeah could you imagine if like people talked like that crazy there's there's actually a place in california a theme park called we britain where you can have like an immersive london experience is it based on paddington yeah pretty much there's some poppins involved as well (laughs) i might pop in for a visit then (laughs) oh this guy yeah what's your favorite line my favorite line i have a runner-up i kind of uh mentioned it earlier it is Paddington receiving his sentence, 10 years for grand theft and grievous barberly harm. <laughs> Great joke. Loved it. Um, but my favorite line is from our good old boy, the guy we love, nominated for an Oscar this year. Brendan Gleeson saying, I don't do nothing for no one for nothing. That was good. Good That's catchphrase. Good catchphrase. Hey, we're suckers for catchphrases here in uh that one's up there. Yeah. Um, I'll give a runner-up to um, a nun went berserk. It happens. <laughs> the way he delivered that was so awesome. Uh, my favorite line was uh, written, not spoken. It was the prison newspaper being titled Hard Times. And the headline being, Dry Cleaner Accused of Money Laundering, Details Being Ironed Out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just great little bits that were snuck in there that, again, showed uh, people were paying attention and and working hard on this and putting themselves into it, that they had that level of detail in the newspaper that was being read. 
I think there was like another newspaper line that really got me, but I can't remember it. There was, but yeah, it just speaks to the detail that you were talking yeah. about. If there's an opportunity for a joke, they're probably going to make it, you know, they're yes. going to, or take it, take the opportunity. So what a treat. Um, wow. Denny, what did you, uh, you said you gave Paddington one, your same rating as Paddington two. Yes. What would that number happen to be? Um, I, I, um, I, I grade by genre, you know, so this, this wouldn't, uh, fit necessary. It's not to say that this is comparable to other movies. I would give this score to, I'm saying, judging by family movies alone, this is a 40 out of 50. Um, okay. and so is Paddington one. Uh, that's, that's an a from Denny. That's an a grade, uh, 40 out of 50. I think the only family movies I have rated higher than that are like Pixar's. You know, I've got a couple of them up at like 43 to 45. So, okay, yeah. nice. Very, very happy with this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I gotta say, on a second watch, it stays as charming. So, yeah. Very nice. What to about see. you? Oh, there we go. Um, I gave this one, I think mine's mathematically a bit higher than yours uh i don't have the first one and second one rated the same i have the second one just a little higher i found a little bit more charm in it a little less stress even though we are in prison um i liked the hugh grant performance quite a bit so i gave this one a 35 out of 40 nice which is, that is a high grade it's it's a very high grade so i, I was excited for it what's your grade for paddington one I want to say a 32. I'm going to have to look it up because I can't really remember. I know it's like, it's pretty close. It's just a little bit lower, but it's not like I didn't dip it down into the 20s or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 32 is what I gave it. Cool. Our young yeah. Peruvian bear. Everyone says Paddington 2 is is better than Paddington 1. Uh, I watched them back-to-back -back two nights in a row, and uh, I liked them exactly the same. Uh, they're basically just two really good movies doing the exact same thing twice, and I never got tired of it. Nice. Things I love to hear. <sighs> well, that's it, everybody. Woo! What a pod! What a pod! glad we finally got back to remembering what the theme was I, that has happened a few times we're just like oh we didn't talk about how this was the season of the witch or whatever like <laughs> i mean our, our real gimmick is forgetting our gimmicks <laughs> that's 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 the only consistent gimmick on this show and i forgot that that was <clears throat> our consistent gimmick too so point proven <laughs> See, true to form very Denny's nice correct <laughs> i'll be the forgetful one it's all good all right um Unfortunately, I can't really hype you guys up for next week because we don't know what we're doing next week. Like I mentioned on the but top. you do, audience. Yeah, if you're listening to this now, the poll has come and gone. It's adios. That's not I'll, I'll throw right out a few options we're considering for the poll just to build some hype. Yeah, some you might um, see. And if there's one we really like that doesn't win the poll, one of these could be episode four, basically, if we decide to go that route. Yeah, so these these won't all make it on the poll, but this is my short list of options that I'm reading to Greg now. Um, some of them are audience suggestions. Some of them are things Greg and I have come up with. Um, I've got A Serious Man, Beautiful Boy, Horse Girl, The Skeleton Twins, Little Miss Sunshine, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 
What About Bob, Goodwill Hunting, Girl Interrupted, Rachel Getting Married, and Inside Out. Um, that'll probably get whittled down a bit because that's too many options, but we'll you, see where we go from here. You didn't put Nebraska on there. Oh, I didn't know if you decided on Nebraska yeah, or not yet. I'm, okay. I'm going to throw my Nebraska hat in the ring. All right, Nebraska has been thrown in the ring in the form of a hat. It'll also be on the poll. Excellent. Damn. That's, that's a lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> we'll whittle it down for the people. It's all good. Uh, some of those are getting cut, yeah. Most definitely. Um, I don't know which ones, though. I, I kind of like it. That's a good batch. That's yeah, good no, batch. there's a lot of good options coming up. I'm excited to see what the audience gives us for next week. Exactly. And, hey, after that, we, well... We already have our next theme figured out, so never mind. Yeah. Watch out for those robots, kids. That's all I'm going to say. There'll be a redemption episode from Denny, probably. Ah, uh, redemption. Red- so, something like that. R- Red Den Redemption, I believe. Mm, yes, what that's what it. it is. Well, Denny, you don't need to redeem yourself here because you always do it just right. But um, why don't you hit us with your classic with a catchphrase? For Greg Work, the unconditional positive regard Johnson, I'm Denny, the evidence-based intervention Taylor, and this has been Movies for When! We already billed your insurance when, but you know when we didn't bill your insurance for? What's my cage again? Did I just get diagnosed? Yeah, 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 autism. Just like him!